Welcome to Advocacy for Inclusion's Supported Decision-Making Podcast. This podcast series is made possible through the generous support of the ACT Office for Disability. I'm Rob Donnelly. I work for Advocacy for Inclusion. We're a Canberra-based community organisation advocating for people with disabilities. We also report on broad issues that have an impact on people with disabilities across Australia. In our last podcast, we explored the power and importance of decision-making in our lives. Through decision-making, we experience freedom, self-discovery, the broad range of our abilities and our limitations. We find out who we are and what really matters to us. We exercise the power to express ourselves, define our lives and make our mark on the world. We also reflected on what life would be like if decision-making was taken out of our hands and carried out by other people. It was a bleak world where personal power was lost, where our voice and opinions were drowned out by the dominating voice and opinions of others, where others spoke on our behalf and organised our life in the way that they thought was best. So we looked at those polar opposite realities, the self-empowering, self-defining, explorative world of a person making their own decisions, and the stifled and restrictive reality of a person whose decisions have been taken out of their hands. And then we finally touched on the idea that supported decision-making can be a bridge that a person can take to regain their power to make their own decisions while tapping into the helpful support of others. So, now let's dig a little deeper into the world of supported decision-making. And we're going to start with two key points. These are really important points that we all need to implant in our heads. Point number one. Supported decision-making happens when the person making the decision asks you for support. Point number two. The kind of support you give should be determined by the support that the person making the decision is actually requesting. These two points are dependable guides based on a genuine respect for the other person's right and freedom to make their own decisions. This includes the other person's right to ask for help, to specify exactly what kind of help they want and when they want it, or to go it alone in their decision-making. Let's unpack this with an example. Let's say someone you know is thinking about applying for a job. Maybe they told you, or maybe you heard about it from someone else. You hear the news, and you're really excited that they might apply for this particular job. It's 
the perfect job for them. You're so excited. You race over to see the person like a high-octane cheerleader, pom-poms waving, bursting with energy to pep-talk them into making the right choice and apply for that job. You'd be so good at that job, you say. You'd be mad not to apply for it. I don't know about you, but I've definitely done this in relationship with others. I've heard about a decision someone else is in the process of making. I've had a strong opinion about the choice I believe they should make. And I've decided it was a good idea to let them know what I thought. It's the kind of intervention that's loaded with good intentions, and it might even possibly be framed in the language of best interests. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to let them know the decision they should make because it's obviously in their best interests to apply for that job. Okay, now let's stop and have a reality check. How well does this opinion fueled intervention stand up to our two important points in the world of supported decision-making. Has the person asked you to support them as they go through the process of deciding whether or not to apply for that job? No. But I was only trying to help, you might say. And again, there's no doubt the intentions were good. But the high-octane cheerleader routine that's all about pushing the person towards the choice you think is best doesn't fit into the process or the respectful boundaries of supported decision-making. So, when you find yourself wanting to play the cheerleader, tell someone, of course you should choose what I think you should choose, or if you're inclined the opposite way and you want to warn someone off making a particular choice because, as far as you're concerned, it'll be a disaster or an inconvenience or the end of the world as we know it, then it's worthwhile stopping and asking yourself, has the person asked me to help them make this decision? That's a simple yes or no question. And if they have asked me to help or support them in making a decision, were they giving me an open invitation to bowl right in and tell them what they should do? Yeah, probably not. Okay, so let's rewind the scenario. You hear that someone you know is thinking about applying for a job. You're excited that they might apply for it. In your head, you're thinking, this person definitely should apply for the job. That's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. And that opinion is no doubt charged up with a sense of supportive belief in that other person. Now, let's say you cross paths with the person who is still in the process of making the decision about applying for the job. What are you going to do? What's the course of action you can take 
that respects the other person's right to make their own decisions about their life and that respects healthy boundaries around their decision-making. You could say nothing about the job. This is particularly appropriate if the person has not mentioned it to you. The other person not only has the right to make their own decisions, they also have a right to their privacy. It isn't your business unless the other person makes it your business. And again, let's come back to those two important points. Point number one. Supported decision-making happens when the person making the decision asks you for support. Point number two. The kind of support you give should be determined by the support that the person making the decision is actually requesting. Now we've touched on a range of points in this first exploratory step into the world of supported decision making. The role of supporting someone in their decision making is an invitation only role. The key questions you need to keep in mind are Has the person asked me to support them in making this decision? And what kind of support have they asked me to give? Chances are you may have an opinion, maybe a strong opinion, about the choice which you believe is the right choice for that person to make. Before you race off to let them know what you think, stop and reflect. Has the decision maker asked me for my opinion? Is what I am about to say really respectful of their rights as the decision maker? And if the person hasn't even brought up the decision with me, then how well am I respecting their privacy if I bring up the decision and my own opinion? In our further podcasts, we will continue exploring the world of supported decision-making. Thank you for deciding to listen to this podcast. I hope you decide to come back again.